0: Hey, 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 hello, choose love friends. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. This is probably the most important podcast that we've done. We're talking about what is possible with social and emotional learning we're giving an example of what's never been done before. And we're going to interview a woman who has been able to create something in a state that has never been done before with social and emotional learning for sure, but I'm not even sure if it's been done with any other programming. And so this is really exciting uh, for me and for Anyone else who's interested in social and emotional intelligence and essential life skills. So, welcome Shannon Desolates. Thank you. Happy to be here. So excited. So, Shannon is the Choose Love Movement Director of New Hampshire, correct? Yes, I am. Working right out of Governor's New News Office. Right out of the Governor of the State's office. So, we're going to talk about how you got that job and, uh, and how this whole thing came to be, because you've got practically the whole state of New Hampshire choosing love, which is absolutely amazing. And, uh, and when we say choosing love, that is really synonymous with social and emotional learning and character development. And these are essential life skills that we have to learn, such as how to have a healthy relationship, how to manage our emotions, how to be not just resilient, but grow through the difficulty that we all face in life, how to make responsible decisions, and so much more. And these skills and tools we're not born with. We have to learn, and there are decades of research behind the benefits of having these skills and tools um, as it pertains to school performance, but also performance, purpose, and meaning throughout your life. So we're going to be talking about how New Hampshire is leading the charge in this uh, throughout the world and how this came to be. So, Shannon, you are a dear, dear, dear friend of mine, but we met under very, very challenging circumstances. Do you want to talk about it? Sure,
1: sure. Yes. It was a few weeks after the Sandy Hook shooting, right? So. Um, I organized a team um, of therapists and Dr. Maskotova, the creator of a therapy that I do that specializes in post-trauma, and we went down to Newtown in Sandy Hook to help, and that is when we first met. Um, you came from day one of us being there. So over the last seven years, um, you know, I'm very blessed to call you my dear, dear friend. I love you like a sister, um, but I've, you know, continued to go back and forth between New Hampshire and Connecticut to provide continued treatment to the community um, because the need sadly does not go away. Um, but it has been, you know, our relationship that's developed over the last seven years has, is something that I truly, truly treasure in my heart. And I can say, honestly, when I first found out about what your foundation was doing, you can bet first and foremost, as a mom myself, that I wanted immediately to bring you to New Hampshire because I wanted this into my son's school. Um, Absolutely. It was probably, what, was it two years ago now? We first, I was first able to connect us with Valerie Sununu, our first lady, and Governor Chris Sununu. Yes. Yeah, so two, almost two years ago. This month, I believe, actually, we had our first meeting with them. Valerie had actually made a post on social media, and the message behind it was choosing love over fear. And I knew immediately that that was my doorway in <laughs> to connect with her. She didn't know me from anybody at that point,
0: but um, she is a former she,
1: teacher. Yes, she's an educator yeah. and a mom. Yeah. And you know, I reached out to her, and I gave the backstory, told her about you, gave the the website, and I said, "There's something, you know, we really need to." I I really think you would would like to look into. And um, she did. And long story short from that, we had our first meeting with her. We met for hours and then we went over and all together to the state house and met with her husband, Governor Sununu, um, to talk about the Choose Love movement.
0: Yeah, and as a little cutaway and a little background story, um, while I was literally on the table receiving treatment from you, right? I was yeah. talking about my need to be part of the solution to the issues that created the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School. For too long, we've worked from our negative bias and we've focused on the issues and not the causes of so much of the suffering that leads to what happened to my son and and so many others and, and is now unfortunately our new normal. Uh, People don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to go commit a mass murder. That is uh, oftentimes a, a lifetime of pain, disconnection, isolation, oftentimes bullying and neglect that lead them to to having this thought process that that's the only way out, that they want to off put their pain on as many people as they can before they take themselves out. So, you know, Jesse had left a message on our kitchen chalkboard shortly before he died. He wrote, Nurturing, Healing, Love. I'm just giving a quick background for those of you who don't know. And I knew that if the shooter, who was a former student of Sandy Hook Elementary School, whose mother had taught at this school, had been able to give and receive Nurturing, Healing, Love, the tragedy would never have happened. And so I was, guided and in my research to find a solution, I found social and emotional learning, and I saw how powerful it was. And this is through decades of research. Not only do teaching kids these essential life skills raise their grades and test scores and attendance and graduation rates, but they reduce stress and anxiety. They reduce uh, mental illness. They reduce bullying and behavioral issues. And then they even have studies that follow these kids throughout their life or at least into uh, adulthood. And they found that there's less violence and anger, less incarceration, um, less mental illness, less substance abuse, even less divorce rates. And I thought, wow, we know that this is the key to what's happening now. This addresses the cause. This gives kids the skills and tools to manage the difficulty in their life, to make another choice. Um, I can't believe that this isn't in front of every kid. And so it was uh, literally priced out of the market for my son and, and our shooter in Sandy Hook. We'd spent a lot of money on a program that never got out of the box. And so I went to the drawing board and all the while, going in on a regular basis talking to shannon telling her how it was going and shannon saying oh my gosh as soon as you get this uh, up and running i want to bring it to new hampshire because my son goes to high school and there are issues there and every school in america should have this so uh, when we did launch it we have ambassadors across the country in different states that are volunteers that offer to help spread this message and get it into schools, oftentimes parents who understand the importance of this. Shannon said, I wanna step up to be the ambassador for New Hampshire. I wanna bring it to my son's school and then I will help spread it from there. And so we had some stops and starts but we finally had a presentation that we gave to parents and community in that area and governor sununu came along with perry Plummer, who was the director of homeland security and they literally sat in the front row and it was during the time that they were creating their statewide school safety initiative and Mm -hmm. i love hearing perry talk about this he was like what am I doing? I, I'm, I'm preparing my statewide school safety initiative. And you want me to go listen to a woman talking about choosing love? Uh, all right. <laughs> you know, So they come in and the way that Perry tells it, within about 10 minutes, he realized that this was the most important part of school safety. And it's not often what we've been focusing on based on our negative bias, by the way, based on how we address the issues, how we focus on the issues, we're focusing on the school shootings. So what do we do? We harden the schools, right? We do active shooter protocol, arming, not arming school resource officers, single point entries, door locks. When we're talking about bullying, we focus on the bully, anti-bully stuff, right? We do uh, state laws that hasn't decreased bullying. We, uh, when we talk about substance abuse, we do substance abuse awareness programs that draw attention to the actual issue. And they haven't been effective either. Even suicide prevention draws attention to the issue. And we've seen suicides burgeon in different states. In fact, in Connecticut, the headlines a few months ago was that our youthful suicide rate has doubled. Across the country, we have twice as many kids, younger and younger in this decade, being hospitalized for attempted suicide and suicidal ideation and in the previous decade. So all these we're dealing with, we're reacting to these problems after they've occurred. And I realized, you know, social and emotional learning addresses the cause of these issues, and therefore it is the solution. And it also addresses the issues as they are, but it definitely goes directly to the cause of all of this, including school shootings. So needless to say, Harry and Governor Sununu were on board with bringing Choose Love to New Hampshire. You know, they they really focus on uh, choosing love and social emotional learning as part of their statewide school safety initiative. And Shannon, you were the one that brought it to the state and to their attention.
1: It was needed,
0: right? And I'm just so grateful that we
1: have the governor that we do, who is courageous enough to do this he's the first in the nation to do this and you know it's the school safety preparedness task force report was put out in july 2018 um and he did a beautiful job actually in in the press release for it too actually making the choose love movement the highlight of the report when you have a governor doing that and you have our director of homeland security who is now our assistant commissioner for department of safety as these voices out there you know it's it's a very powerful thing and it's needed and finally you know finally someone is doing something to address the cause and get to the foundation to prevent all these things
0: i want to talk about governor sununu and perry Plummer's courage for a moment because in the last seven years this has been my message and i have traveled all across the country in fact i've traveled around the world i've spoken in the last two presidential administrations. I've spoken to leaders in multiple states, leaders of schools, school districts, anybody that would listen to my message. I wanna talk about courageous leadership for a moment because Mm. it is vastly different sitting down with a courageous leader who hears something that he knows and is backed up by science that is in the best interest of his constituents and he does it i've sat with way too many and more leaders who lacked that courage and it's it's a different conversation it goes like well uh instead of we're gonna do this it goes well you know i i don't know who's gonna buy into this and you know i don't really i can't I don't like telling people or giving my opinion. I, I like to form committees and allow them to meet over a long period of time in order to come up with, you know, what they want to do. Uh, you know, if it's my idea, I'm afraid that it won't have large buy-in. Uh, oh, that's a, that's really good. Let me tell you what we're doing in our state. And, uh, and so it becomes a ego thing. It's been a huge learning experience for me. And what I've realized is that we lack courageous leadership. And little did I know seven years ago that part of my job, I thought, wow, okay, a lot of the programming that's out there is so expensive. We create a program and and it has to be free because this stuff can't be priced out of the market. If it was available, I believe without a doubt my son would still be alive. So we have to, I believe that this is a a basic human right because we know so much about how this shapes a child's life and gives them the best opportunity for success in every aspect of their life. So initially, I basically put out this program to fill in the gaps, right? Because. This concept of social and emotional learning has been around for decades. It's not new. And there've been tens of millions of dollars pumped into this from different organizations, state, federal, private. And so I thought, I'm gonna fill in the gaps. Well then come to find out, less than 10% of US schools are teaching social and emotional learning the way that it needs to be taught to impact school culture And of course, school culture is the number one way to have a safe school because you're cultivating safety from the inside out of every child when you have a loving, kind, connected, compassionate culture. But in order to do that, you really have to have everyone, almost everyone embrace these teachings, understand the languaging and, and buy in. And it becomes a practice that you do every day in almost everything that you do. And it betters your life. You feel better for it. You take your personal power back. You feel less out of control. So it's, it's, it only benefits you. All of the research, 100% of the research is positive. But I found that less than 10% of us schools actually teach it the way it's supposed to. And 90% check off the box in a week long kindness program, uh, speakers, school programs, but they don't have a year long comprehensive program that's taught with fidelity. And that was shocking to me. And so that opened up the world of possibility for us. So instead of, You know, filling in the gaps, um, we had the whole world to be in service to because people really are just now understanding the importance of social emotional learning, just now understanding and connecting the fact that, wow, this is the number one way to have a safe school. But in order to do that, we have to do it in the right way. We can't just check off a box. We have to have a comprehensive program that has a lot of buy-in. And so that's where we've come in um, because there is an emotional connection to this program. It's fun, fast, and easy, as I like to say. It's simple, we have a method thoughtful response with love Um, of course simple isn't always easy but that's been the power to this and how we've spread so much throughout the United States and world so we're being taught in every state and over a hundred countries but I have to say New Hampshire because of its courageous leadership and and not just at the very top but the courageous leadership in schools there, as well as administration and educators, counselors, um, so many have embraced this program and brought it in. And they do it the right way, <laughs> the way that you're supposed to be doing social and emotional learning. And, and it may be a simple concept, but it actually takes effort. And these people in New Hampshire are putting in the effort and, and getting the results. It's pretty amazing
1: it really is it really is i'm so moved by people all across the state you know the governor has said to me before you're only one person how are you doing this and it's not me it's people all across the state and when talking about you know courageous leaders i definitely want to make sure we give a huge shout out to you because of them um, and it's definitely contributed to the growth throughout our state so department of ed our commissioner frank edelblut our deputy commissioner of education christine brennan Department of Safety, of course, we've talked about Perry Plummer, Assistant Commissioner for Department of Safety. He was Director of Homeland Security. That is now Jen Harper, who's also a strong voice for Choose Love. Our Commissioner for Department of Safety, Commissioner Quinn. Department of Health and Human Services, our Associate Commissioner for DHHS, Chris Tappan, has been such a huge voice as well. I also definitely want to give a shout out to our Attorney General, Gordon McDonald. Tremendous thank you as well to the Department of Corrections. Commissioner Helen Hanks, definitely on board for this and and wanting to get this going throughout our DOC. So tremendous, tremendous leaders throughout the state. I truly so
0: honored and grateful. Just a huge shout out to you. You guys are leading the nation in this movement of choosing love as well as social and emotional intelligence. And it's truly awe-inspiring.
1: It really is, and once people get a hold of this, um, I you know I go into schools, I go into agencies, I go into um, groups of people or businesses, and, and do the presentation, and I I bring the message to them. And once people get a hold of that, people yes. are craving this, especially right now. People need this, um, and and it just it's it's taken off, and that's because of our, our leader and the people all. So across paint the state. us a
0: picture. What does it look like? in New Hampshire, because I can tell you in other areas, it's, it starts in the schools and maybe a few homes, Um, but we Mm -hmm. have programming for a lifespan because this positively impacts everyone. And by the way, even if you're an adult, it doesn't mean that you're socially, emotionally intelligent. Like me, I had to learn these things and I learned them from this program and my life is exponentially better, but you have to, you have to understand that you have to, to do the work and put in the effort. So so paint us a picture of what this looks like in New Hampshire.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, when, when he hired me, our primary goal, cause this was part of the school safety preparedness task force report, right? So school focused, our primary goal was getting this into as many schools across the state as we could. And New Hampshire has counting public, including charter, private six to 650, maybe total schools. Nobody quite knows the, the, the actual number because charters are opening and closing, and some schools might have different uh, mini school within it. To date, 439, I believe, I have not checked it this week actually, um, have downloaded the program. Um, that's with me being in this position for a year. August 31st was was um, wow. my one year mark. And so that was the primary focus initially, but what happened is this just organically Spread So we have the home program. So what this provides is a beautiful bridge between home and school. So many schools that have adopted the program also bring me in to present for parent and community nights so they can bring this to the the families as well. So it provides a beautiful bridge between home and school. Languaging now becomes the same. Parents are understanding some of the things. The kids are coming home when they see the parents stressed and the kids are saying, let's take a brave breath. The kids are actually teaching them. Um, So that's the home program. But then I'll be presenting at different businesses and someone will raise their hand and be like, I'm a coach and I actually, I have to tell you, I started doing the champion program and it's made a world of difference for my team. We have the coaching for athletes and coaches, absolutely. Um, But then also I'm working so much with with different communities and agencies wanting to bring me in after school programs we have a center for new americans for for people that are coming over here after school program we have boys and girls club i mean the list could go on and on i have been invited in to speak to various um community events with the, like down in nashville for instance with the mayor there and, and just different. Things people really wanted to get involved in this, and then it's it's actually spread early on. Um, two things. One, right away, I realized right away some of my biggest advocates were our police and first responders. So right because away, they um, understand, I understand I asked, the
0: proactive preventative nature of this, right? Because when they're called, absolutely when they get right. called, then it's too late. <laughs> Something's <laughs> happened. So. They have
1: become some of my biggest advocates. So right away, we got you in to present to our SRO, School Resource Officer Conferences. Um, A lot of my meetings with school administration were actually initiated by SROs that were at that conference. Um, But then also Department of Health and Human Services. This has taken off with that. So I'm working with DCYF, I'm working with our youth, I'm working with um, foster parents, Youth and residential facilities, we're getting so this throughout the residential youth. facility, yeah, yeah, um, We the youth at the new, new Youth Center as well, we also have now, we're about to launch in our Department of Corrections, wow. <laughs> bringing this to the residents and Department of Corrections to give these skills and tools that, yes. you know, obviously we're lacking. Um, and, and, and for the first time, you know, people are saying, gosh, I feel like I've never been more excited about an initiative in my life. I feel like this is part of my huge purpose to bring this forward. Um, so it is just taking off across the board throughout the state. I could not, could not be happier with, with where we're at. And with that said, there's a lot more work that still needs to be done. I would love to get this in it. In- to even more homes um, and I'm working hard to get it into even more residential facilities and, and more schools as well. And I have to say too, that as we're talking about this and you're talking about teaching the skills and tools to our youth to handle adversities, coping strategies, it is also like you said hugely hugely important for us adults i can tell you i tap into these skills and tools every day and it has proved my life and Mm -hmm. and my relationships Mm -hmm. with others as well but especially now with what we're all living through right with with COVID 19 this is a tremendously tremendously Mm -hmm. stressful time um and i I breathe an exhale of relief for for Mm -hmm. the kids that have been receiving these skills and tools in schools already that are now in a situation where it is stressful, they're feeling stress around them in the world, they're in another environment now learning remotely at home, but they do have these skills and tools that they can tap into to help It's
0: pretty amazing that there's this common language now that is throughout kids, parents, communities, first responders Uh, medical staff, so people working on the front lines have this ability to connect with those that they're helping using this common language that is all about social and emotional intelligence and you know ultimately bottom line choosing love over fear and using our rational brains rather than uh you know or over our emotional brains and It's really important to make decisions, especially when you're on the front lines in something like a global pandemic, and to be present, to to have the skills and tools, and even awareness to to be present, And to be able to access your prefrontal cortex, your logic and reasoning brain and and not go into freeze, fight or flight. Uh, We want our leadership. We want our front lines to be what we call choosing love or thinking in this way, making great decisions and uh, and having these skills and tools can lead us to doing that. Plus it's a universal language that everyone can speak and it's amazing how it's connected so many facets of New Hampshire. Now you're just one person and you are definitely a rock star, but this has happened in New Hampshire with the courageous leadership and it can happen elsewhere too. It hasn't, it hasn't yet, yet, yet. (laughs) But I literally hold up New Hampshire as a model of what can be with courageous leadership and with people stepping up to the plate because here's the thing, You know, wouldn't it be nice if if, I always talk about this, if there was a they, you know, the they with a capital T that you expect to come in and solve all of these big societal issues, right? And and, I I mean, let's take school shootings, for example. Um, Even after Sandy Hook, I thought, my God, obviously we're gonna be making changes and we're gonna be keeping our kids safe. I mean, that's kind of a no brainer, right? Our kids and our educators, have to be safe in schools but that didn't happen with all of our focus on these external safety measures all that we did all the money that we pumped in we still had one school shooting per week in fact 2018 was the deadliest year on record for school shootings and i bet not many people knew that so in other words these aren't political issues that we're talking about we're talking about literally issues of the heart and mind and that is going to take every single one of us stepping up to the plate and advocating for a focus on a solution. And by the way, it's, it's, it sounds so simple. Well, it's so obvious, right? Why right. haven't we come to this conclusion as a nation? Well, it's interesting. It's not how we're wired to think. We have a negative bias that is wired into our DNA, every single one of us. And so we focus on the negative. And we do this for a great reason. It's to keep us safe. Our brains are wired to keep us alive and for survival, not necessarily for our happiness. And so with our negative bias, we focus on the issues and we react. So if you look throughout history, there'll be an issue that comes up. Oh my God, we have bullying. Let's create anti-bullying programs that focus on this negative thing. Let's create state laws to address bullying. Has that helped? Uh, no. Uh, so, oh my God, we no. have this substance abuse issue. Let's let's create a war. That's a, that's a great idea. Let's create a war on drugs, and let's let state mandate that every child has to go through this drug awareness program. Well, where has that gotten us? We have more deaths by drug overdoses than ever before in the history of mankind. And that number is expected to escalate. Suicides, uh, I I said before that our youthful suicide rate is skyrocketing. In other words, we have to take a step back, take a brave breath and realize, wait a minute, what we're doing isn't working. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Um, And by the way, there is a solution out there and it is, Proactive prevention. It's addressing the cause of all of this suffering. That's what social and emotional learning and character development does. It addresses the cause and therefore it is the solution, but it is not necessarily the way we're wired to think. And it does take a little bit of explaining, but once you do, you're like, yeah, that makes total sense. And I'm on board, (laughs) right? Um, But you have to get in front of people.
1: I would like to add that if this podcast ever got into the hands of any person in a, in a leadership role in any other states, like if they were truly looking for something too, that would break down silo walls between all these different departments and truly bring people together, this is it. This program is doing just that across the state. It is breaking down those silo walls and it's all about connection right? This is all about connection. We all need connection, whether we're youth, whether we're adult, it doesn't matter who we are, what our background is. We all need that true connection. And this, this provides, this is amazing,
0: Shannon. Thank you so much for joining us. You are truly a tremendous model of choosing love. I know that you were recruited by Jesse. <laughs> There's oh, no I'm doubt honored. in my mind. I'm honored. And I feel so blessed to know you. So blessed to call you my dear, dear friend. I love you so much. Keep doing what you're doing and keep showing us how to do this. And we hope other people are looking at this example and following suit. And thanks everybody out there, all of our listeners for choosing love. And I will see you in the next episode.
1: it's all part of us we can all choose love it'll lift you up if you let it in let the heat